Try finger. Oh, glorious hole. <laughs> I love that that's a meme format, and I legit want to get a fucking, like, from soft be like from soft format tattoo now. Yeah. It's, it really encouraged me to try finger. But, but where? But where would you get that <laughs> Encourage me to get a try finger. At this age, it's a gramp stamp. stamp. Oh, Jesus. It'd be Back so good. in my day, we didn't try finger, but hole. <laughs> One of my. Uh, are we still on the stream? If yeah, we, and if we did, we didn't tell anyone about it. No, can't kill the stream. We have another show to do. I, I have to. I have to drop a forbidden knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Stream's dead. Stream's dead. I did it. Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Jay. With me this week, we have a whole slew of people. Uh, Austin? Yep. Johnny? I'm sorry, I'm trying my best not to laugh at the fact that Brian straight up said, I did it, as soon as we all clicked record. And it, I hope it makes the final cut. <laughs> that wasn't me. That, that was wasn't Ian. you. That was Ian. Oh, alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have Brian and Ian. Ian, special guest, of course, this week. <laughs> Who Don't definitely knows how to blame on me? <laughs> I did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that the whole show, guys? Are we done? All right. Thanks Lost for listening hands this week. We have a lot. I will not apologize yeah, for I being proud. Start doing that from now on. That's awesome. uh, good stuff. All right. If you guys didn't know, this is the Man's Games Cast. Um, if you get the chance, head over. Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff there as well. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do silly stuff just like this. Um, In my defense, we've had a weird weird past few weeks. I think this is the first time we've all been together in a while. And then to throw a fifth wheel into it just definitely made things crazy. That's what every vehicle needs a fifth wheel. A fifth wheel? (laughs) Just one underneath? To, that, that, that can give it like a in the middle, yeah. yeah. Oh, prevent sagging. <laughs> no, I say it needs to be like like the spherical wheels from like Minority Report. Ooh, yeah. Does, I see no negatives of that. Just beach balls. Exactly. <laughs> Same color too. Yeah. Good stuff. All Oops. right. Jumping into it, before we jump into the news, because there is a lot, you guys head over to uh, Epic Game Store. You can grab your Epic freebies. Um, right now, it looks like they're giving out City of Brass and Total War Warhammer. Um, yeah, so those are two that they've given out in the past, mm-hmm. but each one was its own week historically, so they're just doing like a kind of, hey, make sure you're caught up. Here's some alternates, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Always giving out something there, so even if you don't have that account, Set it up. If you do end up getting a PC, guess what? You'll have basically an instant library. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, let's jump into the news because there's a lot. Um, I think probably one of the... I, I feel like there's a lot of big talking points here, but one oh, of the just, big just ones... A, just a little. Just a little. One of the big talking points. Uh, PlayStation did... Uh, what was the title? Spartacus? That was yeah, the, that that was the, that was the running, league title. Yeah. That was the code yeah. name. So basically, they revamped. They're revamping PlayStation Plus. Um, 
and uh, doing a bunch of new things with it. Um, yeah, I feel like, Johnny, you're a great person for this one. <laughs> oh, I don't know God. why. So, yeah, I mean, as soon as, the, as soon as the announcement went out, a lot of my social media feeds were getting clogged with super big Game Pass fans saying how bad this PlayStation move was, and then every Sony fan talking about how great this PlayStation move is. Um, it's yeah. it's a very mixed Typical. bag. And I think the with, without getting too deep into the logic behind my argument, what you and I talked about last night a little bit, you know, being able to take each service standalone as its own thing without trying to compare them, are mm-hmm. they're both great for their brand. Um, the PlayStation yeah. Plus move, though, I think, is, I think it's a, a good move because... Let's face it, not a lot of other people are... PlayStation Now is successful, but not nearly as successful as they wanted it to be. Right. And what they're doing is basically merging PlayStation Now into PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right. if So they're, they're increasing your monthly by a little bit, or you can go annually and save a chunk of money. Um, but there's going to be three different tiers. If you don't want any of the special stuff, stay with what you're currently at. Nothing changes. Your PlayStation Plus, as is, is fine. That is exactly the big thing to point out. Like, this is not going to be a change for anybody who doesn't want to change. If you want exactly the same thing that you have right now, awesome. You can literally buy that. Which is just a really smart move on their part. I, I think that's a really good call for them to do that. That's exactly what worried me to be honest. Um, I well, was worried I, that they would change something or there would be like, if you want this, this is going to be like the middle tier, but it'll be missing this piece that's in the higher tier. Right. You're kind of referring to like what kind of was leaked out the week prior where we saw like what, four different tiers and like there was like a $3 a month of service where it was just online and that was it. And then I kind of had the question of like, so what happens to your free PlayStation Plus titles that you've been collecting all those years, do you have to upgrade in order to keep those? Or would you like be able to keep them in a legacy? But since they're just keeping the bottom tier the exact same as it's been, it doesn't seem like uh, that's an issue. Yeah, it's it's actually really neat because it, going from the basic tier, which we already all know about, it, nothing changes on your current PlayStation Plus. Um, they bump up the, the next tier for a few extra bucks, you get what they're calling like the PlayStation Plus Extra tier, uh, because we're currently on what we would call essential. You know, the, the bare minimum. Yeah, if online, go, um, cloud storage, discounts, and two monthly downloadable games. The same thing yeah. you've always got. That's the yeah. essential tier. And if you go right. to the plus, if you go to the extra tier, you get all the other stuff, um, but you also get a bunch of PS4 and PS5 PlayStation Now streaming games. Um, notice that it starts with saying PS4 and PS5 games so you're going to get a lot of more recent newer titles to be able to mm-hmm. to, to have access to play um, and they're saying like up to 400 so just between PS4 and PS5 games being able to, to play four to 500 of those for like 5 extra bucks a month um, it's not bad for a lot of people that might have missed out on some stuff and just to clarify, uh, you said streaming, but it does say that like games in the extra tier are downloadable. For yeah, yeah, you too. can download them too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the I, price I, I point. Can't... 
the price point was the thing I wanted to point out really quick. Going from nine ninety nine a month or sixty bucks a year to fourteen ninety nine a month or a hundred dollars a year. So yeah. for like that extra forty dollars a year, you have access to four hundred PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five games. I think that's actually really tempting to just bump up for just that little bit extra. So well, sure. that so that's where my problem comes in. I am a value guy. You know this. Right. The, the next level up, though, which is that premium tier, isn't much more expensive. That's true. And yeah. it adds all the other stuff that people wanted. It's going to have PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot more yeah, that's going to the... be streaming. Um, the PS3 stuff specifically, you're not going to be able to really download and emulate that. It's going to be cloud streaming because of how all that fun PS3 architecture was, but mm-hmm. you're paying 18 bucks a month that way, or 120 bucks a year. Yeah, right. And yeah. Yeah, this me, is, that's I see this as their big... Um, their big like the backwards compatibility argument that's been going on for the last really the last couple console generations yes and in ps3 yeah yeah i want to also point out that like as far as i'm aware xbox doesn't offer or at least not anymore yearly price points it's only per month price exactly they're trying to phase out the yearly plans whereas playstation is offering you a deal like if you were to do $18 a month and pay it per month you would be spending about $216 a year so you're essentially like cutting that in a yeah. little bit less than half if you just pay for the whole year outright yep. yeah. yeah the annuals so, the annuals a very big deal like that's to me that's a huge one and what's awkward enough is anybody that currently has PlayStation now they're going to be getting sent straight into the premium tier. So if you have a year or two of PS Now already purchased, you're just going to automatically convert to premium. You're just getting grandfathered into that service with no extra cost. Right. And for like the cool. remainder of your current term. Yeah. And then if you once you're once that term expires out, you're paying the the new whatever tier you want. Um, but for the very few people out there that have PS Now that don't have PS Plus, that is a baller deal. Um, yeah for people that might have like stocked up on a couple years worth of PS now um, it's not a huge deal you just now are having the better version um, I haven't seen any reports of what would happen if you have differing years like if you have so many years of plus and then so many years of now already prepaid it'll the way these tiers match up I don't think it'll really there's not really going to be a way to, to gimmick your way through it like everybody did with Game Pass early on who lives their life that far ahead who, uh, who plans that far out? That is, that is not no, it's all about sales, but, right? Yeah, I I, oh, for, true. I I at one point maxed out my Game Pass just due to deals. I don't use it, but I maxed it out because I could. <laughs> um, yep. For me, so I, I really like in the premium, and the thing that's making me want to get the premium is the limited the time trials for the I was games. Just gonna mess it. I was just gonna mention. Yeah, because I think that's interesting. Because a lot of times I'll want to play a game. But like with Game Pass, I could just try it and be like, "Ah, oh, cool, yeah, that's not for me." Um, but like, it's kind of the same with this. But you have to like download the whole game. But like, the limited time trials, I think, are interesting for me because I can be like, "Oh, I can get in there when the hype is high, and I can try it out, and then be like, ooh, open world, I'm out." <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm pretty much in that territory it, at this point. Yeah. No. It, it, it's. Um. I think that's a good idea if it's done right. Like if if they truly are giving you 
like time trials for um you know not just like first party things but i hope they would do it for all their first party things um you know by by putting it here i think that's kind of assumed um but you yeah, know, also for some of those assumption. other things, yeah, I think some of those other things would be good too. You know, some of their partners um, to, to give those people right. those things. Like, we don't like at this point. It's not like we need like a time trial for like Destiny or anything. You know, that's already free. You can just download the whole thing. You know, or whatever. Right. Um, so it's not like they oh, the new thing coming out. You know, you can try it. It's like it's still going to be fundamentally the same game. But I'm talking like new things that are interesting, like. Um, you know things like dying light too um they could add in great. though it, things like expansions to destiny like what xbox did for a short while yeah but since and, now playstation owns uh, well they don't own them yet but are in the process of acquiring them that any future expansions to destiny can now be accessed as part of like playstation plus extra or premium right now i will address the elephant in the room um the biggest difference on here that that everyone was complaining about is Sony did say this does not mean we're going to be getting day one first party titles like at launch, right. which is a big selling point for a lot of people on the Xbox side. Um, yep. To me, that's not a big deal because I, I'm going to buy the game already or I'm not. Um, if it was a, a day one have access to it, I, I don't have enough time to be able to rely on something not leaving a service like Game Pass or PlayStation right. Plus. Um, I'm going to straight up buy it if I want it bad enough on day one. I'm also going to buy it to support yep. that team and that... that I'm going to give them that sale. Yeah, they're still right. already getting money from the service anyway, but if I like it enough, like every Final Fantasy game, you know I'm going to fucking buy it. Like, I, don't, I don't need it to be there. Every From Software game, you know I'm going to buy it. Um, but when it comes and to like the first party stuff, if we start looking at you know, Housemark dropping some new dope stuff out there. I'm either going to want to buy that day one, or I'm not going to care. Uh, it's the the day one availability doesn't sway me like it does a lot of other people. And to give a counter perspective, but like also in favor of this, is that someone like me, I'm usually kind of late to the PlayStation um, exclusives and. Usually I'm waiting until they get on sale or something like that before I actually do buy them. I think Horizon Forbidden West was like one of the few uh, PlayStation Plus X or few PlayStation exclusives that I actually have bought and played day one. But the most of the time, I'm usually kind of late to the party on them. Now it, they are going to be dropping other PlayStation exclusives on there, just not on day one. Like they've already right. said, we're going to be able to see stuff like Deathloop, Returnal, that kind of stuff. Which is cool. Um, I think that's still going to be a great move. Uh, I am still excited to see what these catalogs are going to look like. Because the, the yeah. number of games that they're announcing as available is way higher than what I'm used to seeing on Game Pass. And that's a bad thing for me. That is... <laughs> I, I already have so many games. I don't know if I can sit there and go through this gigantic list of old games that I and that I get nostalgic over that I'm going to want to play again. But as soon as they confirmed PSP and PS1 stuff, I was just, yeah, I'm there. You got me. Like, just let me know what games I get. Am I going to play Parappa the Rapper? Am I going to play Patapon? Am I going to be able to play all the stuff that's referenced in Astro's Playroom yeah. on their actual forms and then play Astro's Playroom again? Like... 
that'd be cool. They also uh, talked a little bit about. Um, it literally says customers can stream games using the PS4, PS5 consoles, and PC. So there's yeah. also that. I, I really like that everybody has basically like come to the conclusion that the PC market is totally different and not to consider them competition. Really, finally, right. yeah, finally. Yeah. Now, there are some people I've seen that are upset about the the switch of going of getting rid of PS Now and going straight into this because there are some people on PC that only use PS Now because mm-hmm. it would allow them to play some stuff on their PC. Yeah. Cool. I feel bad for those people that were paying monthly for PS Now because it is a better deal if they would go yearly. I feel like that's where the people are going to benefit from buying up a year or two to keep playing those PlayStation games on their computers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, moving on, kind of in the similar vein, actually, um, Xbox Game Pass is looks like they're gearing up to have a family plan later this year. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's kind of weird right now because you can so you can have like family accounts, I guess, and mm-hmm. those do share Game Pass game access. So, like, yeah. me and Shannon's account are tied together. So anything I get, she can get. Sure. So I, I don't really know. So basically they've said that it, I guess it'll be up to five people on a single um, Game Pass subscription. Yeah, yeah. It's that thing that we've seen before where they're like, yeah, you can have five of them. Um, it it kind of reminds me of uh, almost how Nintendo does their online service. Like... Mm-hmm. Where you can have a family plan for five people, and you guys pay, you know, and then, like, you know, everyone can chip in for it or whatever. Or, right. you know, if you have friends or something like that, or if you do have, like, a larger family and everybody plays on the devices, there you go. Yeah, I guess that's the benefit, is that if you're not on, like, a bonded account, you know, if you want your separate accounts and separate purchases and stuff, um, this, this would be the one that makes sense for that. Yeah, yep. Um, another interesting, not surprising, but interesting thing to point out is that there will not be a, an E3 2022 at all this year. Um, uh, again, uh, they've opted to not do uh, anything. Did they do just digital last year? No, they didn't do anything. Last year. Uh, I think it was just digital last year. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I don't remember. I, know the, I think they had it. But it was just digital. Yeah, we did digital last year because we okay. still had the, the the very minute events that happened. And if I remember correctly, last year is what made us realize how pointless E3 kind of is yeah. because everybody right. still had their own event. I exactly. still, I, I see. I think, I think I'm still for better uh, or worse. I still think I'm in the um, like in, in this group, maybe in the minority of like wanting an E3. I like it all yeah. in one place. I like the big conglomerate yeah. event of where people meet face-to-face and they talk. Oh, that's that's what deals yeah. In-person is know? different. In-person is different. Like Oh, digitally. Is, yeah, okay, yeah. If we're just talking digitally, yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, don't really need the digi- just but, digital. But honestly, over the past few years leading up with more and more people doing their own in-person events just outside of the E3 time frame, right. it was getting to be a lot and it was a pain like you would have ea do theirs the day before and then like do everyone throughout their thing and then the day after somebody else would do their thing really quick and it just got to be like extra attacking stuff on um 
but with as many acquisitions that we've seen over the past couple years, what would it, what would it really even be like if it was E3 at this point? Because it, right. it would really just be, all right, guys, here's here's Microsoft, and with that you get all of this, which is what we did see last year. You know, we had Microsoft give their presentation, which was an entire day of all the studios they had. Um, yeah, I feel like it'd just be a more like focused thing, like. Hey, here's our Xbox show. Xbox is going to have, you know, these guys, these guys, these guys, and these guys, and then, you know, PlayStation. Um, but yeah, they so, straight up, like, hey, we're not doing anything. And then about 15 seconds later, Jeff Keighley um, tweeted a winky face Summer Games Fest. Yeah, it's same thing. It's back we did. on. Yeah, same thing we did. Uh, uh, that's kind of been carrying it since. Um, covid started uh this right. will go uh from june until like mid-august maybe um i can't mm. remember exactly when it ended but it just goes literally like the name for of the entire summer. summer yeah that's Who the designed? one thing that like i wasn't too much of a fan of when it happens that it went on for too long and stuff and that's kind of one of the things i do going back to like what you're talking about with E3, I kind of appreciate that, like, it was all condensed in, like, one kind of week time frame, but to spread it out over the course of an entire summer, it, it kind of gets a little daunting, I think. Yeah, I miss something every time. Every single right. time. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that that was happening. And now, so, like, I'm reading it after. It's a, it's yeah. a mixed bag, though, because for right. people like us, I kind of like it being a bit more spread out, because then we don't have to, like, cram all the information at once um, we do get kind of drip fed the information a little bit a little bit better over time um, more content for us yeah I, like I, I, I mean it's a mix though because sometimes the yeah. content is just spread so thin it was pointless right um, right it, it, it's but, a mixed thing I do like that it feels like like the big event you know the big show for what we talk about and, and things like that. And, and I really I really enjoyed that. There was like a buzz about it. It's like when, you know, like um, like how WrestleMania weekend is to people who like wrestling or how the you know Super Bowl is to people who love football. Um, it just has like a different energy, like kind of a different energy for that week. And it's a good mm-hmm. excuse to go ahead and take uh, like a day off randomly in June. And Hideo Kojima's out of the back with a steel chair. That would be awesome. Oh, shit. That'd be so cool. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, expect that if you want to. You can pop over to Summer Games Fest. You can sign up on their site so you can get um, uh, emails uh, by the time it's too late for you to tune into some of these things. Um, (laughs) That's how it went last year for me. Like, hey, the events uh, happened already. Oh. Yeah, I think I watched a number oh. of the events from my phone while I was at work last year. Um, yeah. Which is normal. It's normal. Like, if anything, I do still like the time frame. I, I, I do like that everything kind of knows when it's going to happen, which is usually June, and I'm fine with that. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, losing E3, in name we lose it, but in spirit we don't. Because even outside of Summer Games Fest, we already know that other places, other people are still going to do their own presentations. Sure. Other places are still going to do their own thing. Ubisoft will still do something. Sony's already had their thing. Nintendo has had their thing. Um, 
it branched off to the point where we were having E3 plus Nintendo's announcements with the Treehouse stuff or the Nintendo Directs plus the the Sony whatever they keep the state of play like that kind of stuff um, summer is usually days of play I think so we're gonna have that too um, we're still gonna get a ton of news and a ton of big reveals and stuff those weeks summer game fest at least let some of the smaller developers and smaller studios that haven't been acquired yet get their info out there yeah and and during that time we always get a good look at what kojima's doing for summer games like during like with jeff Keighley and summers summer game fest like happening i've noticed it's like a lot more focused on what kojima's doing which is always interesting and I know, uh, what does he have going on right now? He closed um, the office for his studio, uh, right? He was, um, he, was watching, he was watching Morbius yesterday. Okay. Oof. So he might be dead now, I don't know. <laughs> Recovering. Can we get Recovering. a pulse check on him? Yeah, can, can someone get a pulse check on, uh, on Kojima, please? Um, so Austin, how excited were you when they started talking about some new Witcher stuff. Unfortunately, my excitement's been tempered. Um, but Well, is it because I, I it wasn't what you thought it was? No, it's because of uh, Cyberpunk. But um, <laughs> He hated yeah, it I mean, so it, bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're... Um, punked. So, I, I think that the advantage is that they get their own space to do something. So, they're making up uh, basically, uh, they announced it with a uh, image that has a Witcher medallion in the snow. Um, so that could be cool. They, they, you know, going to different areas than we went to in the other Witcher games, like a yeah, it was a different or mountainous uh, environment. And yeah, the medallion is. I guess it's been confirmed that it's from the school of the Lynx, the Lynx. which was not really discussed in any of the uh, right. It uh, was like the school of the Sepkowski novels, bear, Viper, and cat. Wolf, yeah. bear, viper, cat, and uh, griffin. Yeah. I thought there was a yep. serpent one as well. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Viper. Uh, yeah. Oh, viper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, they also, I guess, I don't know why this is important to say right in the beginning, but they said that they're using uh, Unreal Engine 5. Um, so they're moving away from their own engine. So, talking about that, what is their engine? So, their yeah, engine... The red the red so engine. the original Red Engine was built off of old uh, Bioware tech. Yes. Which mm. was what Snowblind, I think. No, Sounds yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they they customized it for The Witcher One, which is just absolute dog shit. Don't play it. Go back hey. and listen to our um, go, go back and listen to our uh, lore explainer for The Witcher games. Yeah, Witcher One and Two just I I don't know uh, if I two I, is I cannot. like playable, but I couldn't recommend it. I mean, yeah. one is like I just tell people skip like. It's not vital to what happens in the sequels or anything, so just just that's a skipper. Yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah, even Witcher Two, you know, they moved to uh, over the shoulder action, which is obviously where they were intending to go. You know, so Witcher Two was better, but still like a pretty below average. It um, didn't hold up for RPG. sure. It really does not hold up. It it was not particularly good for the time. Um, but yeah, Witcher Three, obviously one of the best RPGs ever made. It's amazing. But I think they've shown that they're really not good at... Uh, the, the less constraints they have, the worse they seem to do. Um, yeah, so that's like interesting. Cyberpunk in particular. So maybe it was just that they came to the conclusion, like, look, this engine that we made 
like we are the only ones with expertise in it we can't call for help on a new challenge i think that's a big part of it that basically um you know part of the licensing the unreal engine is that you can just call the epic games people in um you know north carolina and you can get direct help like hey i'm trying to get my character to jump around and shit uh expanding colorful easter eggs and they literally have a guy that made that you know so um, a lot of the employees of epic just literally sit around and test things in unreal and just see if they can make certain things happen see what they can do you know really rapidly prototype new ideas and stuff because they're going to get called someday by whoever i guess not ea but anybody else basically they're going to get a call from the gears team and they're going to say hey how do we get uh you know the character to do a backflip and they're going to be like oh you just do this and then it's kind of a weird trick here so i think that by moving to a more universal engine is going to be good um yeah I, the, the big benefit that'll make their work process better i think because like they can hire people that know how to use their tools already, right? They right, don't have to like, right. completely train you from scratch. Yeah. Like, it's a big problem we have at work is that, um, obviously, at the nuclear plants, like, you have to train specific to your particular place because all the procedures are different from, from building to building and everything. So, so um, well, I, I mean, I encounter that with my job as well. It's like a lot yeah, of stuff that we the, use. The training's is brutal. Specific to what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that'll, I, that'll be huge. It, like the video game engine in general um, is just a uh, a mashup of tools that make things work. Um, yeah. So they're going from hey, we kind of have our own. It's based off the framework of something else, uh, but yeah. we're going to push that aside going forward. We're going to use Unreal, which is um, massive. It's I would say one of the two industry standards yeah it's almost universal yeah like everyone pretty much have to know unreal in any sort of game that you've played in the last i will even say like six months at one of the games that you played in the last six months has definitely used unreal and it's it's a cost-effective decision because yeah they're gonna have to pay to use unreal but is it more affordable for them to pay those licensing fees and pay for all the costs associated with using something that's more across the board easier in a way I don't want to say easier but you know what I mean um, yeah. and more convenient, convenient. than it is That's to save money by using my own thing that is a pain in the ass to use because we made right. it ourselves so right and that yeah that should that should make their retention a lot better um, they don't have to have like a technical engine team that is just around to support that at all times so they can they can lighten their staff burden a little bit they were the well, largest they can reallocate single... the uh focus for those employees and right, put them right, more on right. the actual team and stuff like that they they became during the uh lead up to cyberpunk's release so maybe in 2019 or something they were the largest video game studio in europe mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they they did that with one successful game right out of out of four basically so it's like you know that with uh, I mean Cyberpunk was financially successful to an extent, just not critically. It, it, it could have done better even. Um, I, yeah. I mean I you know leading up to it I really thought that it was going to be like I thought it was going to be the like Grand Theft Auto of its generation or something. Not, not to that level of financial success, but to that level of influence, right? Right. Which right. is I think what we're going to see Elden Ring be instead. Well, I think Possibly. it still might because I think they're going to release it on every new console generation, yeah. and then maybe it'll work better. 
It is. I think I, I'm pretty sure they the relaunch was at the uh, end of February, beginning of March. Yeah. For the new console relaunch, and basically no fanfare. So, I don't know. And Shannon's been playing uh, Cyberpunk a lot since the. I still need to give it a shot. I I, I, love I it. played I mean, it on Stadia. Game, you know, it's fine. So... I, I think I got overhyped on it. Uh, I played it on played Stadia, on, so my 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 experience is way different. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, yeah, nothing's wrong. I don't understand why everyone keeps having problems with this. I'm just running around shooting. Yeah, somebody's stuff. Uh, a Bitcoin mining rig is streaming this to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but well, the PC version apparently was the way to play. I mean, the, the yeah. PC oh, yeah. version was much definitely. better. I had definitely. Which, I had I mean, minimal most games. I had minimal problems on PS5. Yeah, Surpri- very surprising. Yeah, um, it was luck of the draw for a lot of people. Yeah. I think, um, which I mean, that that does just generally indicate a problem, right? Like. A game that you produce a hundred million copies of should be consistent. Sure, yeah. Like any say, two copies be, it, should be should play the same. Yeah, they should either all be broken or none be right. broken. Yeah, I think right. That indicates like major uh, systemic bugs, which is again another reason to move to Unreal, right? Right, right. right. That that's the that's the big thing because because Unreal has um, you know going forward even Unreal Four that we currently have now they're moving into Unreal Five. Unreal 4, you have to import everything. You have to import your animations, your your characters, like the rigs, right. everything, and you have to hook them all up. Um, in Unreal 5, you're just going to be able to animate right in engine. You're going to be able to develop those tools in engine so you can mm. animate the way that you want. Um, right. Which is really good for, un- for uh, CD because now they're going to be able to hire people immediately. Like you were saying, there's not going to be this heavy training curve to learn their whatever engine. Yeah. They're just going to be able to hire Unreal, people who know Unreal, and, and bring them right yeah, over. The main difficulty now is just trying to learn Polish. And one of the other cool things is they have all these... Uh, so it's Unreal. an Unreal. You can just do that. It's, a, it's an Unreal. Um, <laughs> but Unreal has access to a bunch of other things, too, like um, like Quixel. Quixel has like mega scans. Um, where yeah. you know they can yeah. just literally scan and it creates topology based off of a scan. So you can scan a rock face and it'll pick all of the best parts and it'll lay that for you in a realistic way. And if you don't like it, then you can edit that. And they use that in you know tons and tons of so like the, something off the top of my head. Um, Quixel was used for like Resident Evil. I think it was used. I think actually it was used for Cyberpunk as well, and you know things like Demon Souls. So um, yeah, just tools like that. It's just going to be universally everything for their development of um, whatever the next Witcher thing is. Everything saying Witcher Four. Um, they just said the next Witcher game. I think in, in their release. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think it. From what we're seeing, it, it seems like they're going to try to do completely their own thing. You know, make your own Witcher, um, most likely. That's which, exciting, though. I don't know. I, I, that I, is I'm exciting. okay with like, that because that gives one. Like, I'm relatively new into getting into the Witcher fandom, at least right. within the last several years. I read the books before I did anything or like touched any yeah. of the other media, play the games, or um, I read the books in anticipation of the Netflix series. And then after that, I played uh, Witcher 3. I haven't played 1 and 2. And I really enjoyed 3. But the thing that I had a problem with was Geralt is an established character, but yet you're doing this in open world. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, like, things like, you know, the Yennefer and Geralt or Yennefer and Triss romance options and stuff like that, in my head, because I've read the books and stuff like that, it's canonical that he's with um, Yennefer, and that's just it. Like, being with anybody else just kind of feels wrong with it, you know. But to establish just a new character, still obviously have a storyline, don't pull an Assassin's Creed Valhalla where it's just a blank slate of a human being that doesn't have really any good motivations for anything going on. They're just there for the ride. Um, I think this is a much better play and stuff. And honestly, they could still bring in Geralt too. He's just, you know, he'll be someone that you can actually get to talk to and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Big reminder on that, though. One of the big things that we're going to have to look forward to as things progress with this new Witcher game is that we're going to have a lot of people that aren't going to be working on it. You know, remember the Rebel Wolves announcement a while back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We, like, CD Projekt Red lost some people to start their own team. I mean, Um, like, half of their staff almost. I mean, like, a lot of the... uh, Obviously, they've shed all of the, like, contractor like bulk up that game companies always do yeah yeah um they've lost a lot of senior leadership they're almost in a i I mean you know we kind of unfortunately uh foretold it where it's like they're they're kind of modeled after bioware and they're going in the bioware route right where they've they're they now have a they had a they had a stinker right which i mean for them was much more successful than uh andromeda was for bioware right like andromeda was not commercially successful and not critically successful and they really like they i mean they got annihilated on that one a, a real well, morbius and well, right part of that yeah. also was like i remember with the lead up into andrama they barely advertised it like yeah they did it bad at job, all um, it was just like a bad job all around and stuff like that yep, and then you get true. into like the launch day bugs and everything and so people that's latched true. onto that so that that there was really a number kind of, of was, yeah there were yeah. a number of failures on that for sure but um the you, so you know they they've had their their main um experienced talent move on right mm-hmm. and i i think the same way that i keep saying like bioware could pull it out of you know it, it, the jaws of defeat here and like they could come back and and be huge but the key is to reassess what you're doing look at who you you know who do we have now because our uh, you know our guy that wrote a nine million pages of script and uh you know came up with you know like let's let's do the borderlands reference right like that that named all seven bajillion of our guns like when that guy is gone you might have to reassess and say okay let's do something different and you know Bioware kind of tried to do that pivot, uh, I guess, sort of at gunpoint from EA, to, hey, we have really good gameplay designers. We have really good um, mechanics and stuff, and they made Anthem, right? And Anthem was lacking in story, and it was lacking in these other departments. But the gameplay was good. It felt good to play Anthem. There just wasn't anything to do. Right. You know? So it's like, I think they need to re-pivot, and uh, CD Projekt needs to pivot in this next game that they're working on and say okay you know pavel's gone uh uh, meskowitz is gone how do we reposition and who what talent do we have now right so it's doable it's definitely doable but it's not going to be easy Um, especially when you uh, like I, i think again with anthem bioware 
was um, kind of they they thought that they still had the crown, mm-hmm. and it, you know you you have to earn it every time. You can't get any free Ws. I mean, Cyberpunk basically got their free win automatically. Um, I, I I will still fight so. that I think Cyberpunk was fun. I loved. It's what fine. I, I, I had think a lot a good of fun game. with it. I mean, I I I did. I think our opinions will be very different because I I disagree. I think yeah. it's a very fun game. Um, but I see why. I think a lot of people get caught up in the um, like it was it was like it, over disappointment from hype. I think, yeah, it me. was it was overhyped. For me, it lived up yeah. to what I wanted. The world was so fun. Like I thought that world was just it it, it was vibrant and and interesting and then the gameplay i had fun with the gameplay so it it kind of hit all of those things for me a massive car sales market there too just intensely huge huge. so many cars for sale that i did not ever buy i mean they did fix that they fixed it so that the cars are no longer quest markers on your map that's good. good. Huge, huge fix. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Actually, I do want to, I, I mean, seriously, I'm waiting for the DLCs to come out and everything, and I'm going to, I want to do a full playthrough when everything's out. Yeah. But, I mean, another part of that is that they've been so, they got so hammered that all that stuff is so far behind at this point. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I definitely would not have blamed them for dropping it and saying, okay, that was a shitter, we'll move on and make something good. But at this point, but, they're I not. I mean, game studios don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at this so point, that's I, not I guess it remains to be seen if that was a good call or not. But you know, I'll, I'll give them the chance on it for sure. Um, for sure, for sure. One day, one day, I'll play through those CD Projekt Red games. You know, like, I mean, Witcher. No, you I won't. Mean, yeah, Witcher. Witcher Three is a is a required. Um, I own it in three places, so I'll, I'll play it. <laughs> there one you go. Day. The Witcher Three in three places. Yeah, I've got which I've got it on PC. I've got it on Xbox, and I've got it on Switch. So I've got it in like the three places I never play. I've installed it on every console that uh, I had it on and I've played a total of like three hours nice I platinumed it on Playstation God, (laughs) and I might do it again on PS5 Yeah, in in retrospect I now know why I haven't played it which is the same reason I haven't played much Cyberpunk and uh, I, I can only thank Elden Ring for actually finally showing me what I like about some open world games and what I dislike about others yeah, there's. I, I do. I mean, Ian mentioned that before, and it's I, like I severely am burned out on open world games. Like, I don't know what. Who was the first? Like, was it like Oblivion or something? Where it's like, you know, Todd, uh, Lord Howard said you can, you can go to if you see it, you can go to it or whatever. Like, I remember that being a thing in they have Destiny to do that, that kind of didn't happen, but good. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I, I feel like every game thought that open world was a requirement for like well after 10 years yeah no after after skyrim it became a standard it was it was like very hidden in the like it was a type of game after oblivion like that Mm -hmm. it became like there's an open world genre right and then now it's just a a necessary feature like multiplayer yeah there was that it was like 20 like uh, i would say even before skyrim released just slightly before i would say probably like 2010 until like 2017 or 2018 everybody's like we have to have this open world that's the best and well, people even, got very nervous even with gears it of war of wild even gears of war 5 played around with open world uh situations yeah. too yeah. when yeah, historically like, yep, yep. that was like a very linear game well look where we are with halo right now yeah 
and it's kind of died off. I think the only yeah. problem with open world is it needs to be open world with a purpose. And right. it needs to be, from, from my personal experience, and I, I know I'm not fully in the minority on this one, but there's still a lot of people that feel otherwise, that purpose doesn't need to be layered out on top of me in my character nonstop talking about what we have to do next and then several icons on the map as right. well as a big glowing thing at the edge of the horizon that I need to keep walking towards. Um, let me figure it out. Like yep. If it's going to be a big open world, let me deal with it being a big open world because a lot of the big open world games that are out there are open world in the sense that here's your big ass map, but what you actually need to do involves nothing open. It gives you a very linear path to follow. It's entirely quest-driven. Yeah. 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 Um, and that is something that, like, as much as I've been griping on Assassin's Creed for the last year and stuff like that because of Valhalla, but that is something that they have been trying to do, at least with that franchise, is where the last two iterations, Valhalla and Odyssey, you can have it set up where it's free roam exploration, figure out where the next place you want to do, or you can golden path it and stuff like that. It's like the very first thing that you can select on what it is that you want to do with your character. It's like, do you want to detail that for you, or do you want to just find this stuff on your own? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they just need to be better about like limiting the UI and uh, having, you know, doing less is more kind of approach. And I think yeah. hopefully with Elden Ring, that is going to be, uh, you know, a something that more studios will start to consider better oh yeah i mean elden ring brought up we brought up breath of the wild earlier um i know austin did and um it took elden ring to make me realize what i liked about breath of the wild so much as i've said before it is that it's not telling me where to go it's just letting me go um i'm actually kind of nervous because we are nervous but excited um we didn't cover it on here and didn't put it in so i'm just gonna say it um breath of the wild 2 just got delayed um, they said they're pushing it into 2023 at this point. Um, why? No idea. Um, but I'm hoping that it... I have some idea. I have an idea. I'm, I'm hoping that it... <laughs> it's not ready yet. Just, well, <laughs> other, yeah, other, well, but why is it not ready yet? Are they going back and making some sweeping changes, or were they just nowhere near where they originally intended yeah, I, to be? Right. I actually thought Ian, you and I were would be on the same point there, but you're just like, it's not ready yet. And I was like, oh, yeah, the obvious thing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> For me, um, I was like... I, I wonder if it is Elden Ring. I wonder if they're like, nope, not this year. It's it's not I, the same. I, I, but I can see both. It's the same. I can see both. I can see both, but I, I, I can especially see the fact that everyone right now is loving Elden Ring, and a lot of us that are are calling praise to how Breath of the Wild was. What if they were going to be changing a lot of stuff from what Breath of the Wild 1 was to what 2 was going to be, and now they're just kind of like, oh, wait, 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 wait. We like the things that they said that they liked are the things that we kind of started to change because we didn't think they liked that. Awesome. What do we do? What do we do? Um, either way, I'm excited. I'm glad it got pushed out. I would rather see it get delayed out because, A, I don't need more massive games like that this year. Uh, but, B, God, I feel so bad for Horizon. <laughs> like, uh, again, yeah. huge game drops, great game <laughs> drops, and it's completely Yeah, how do you have that track record? It's insane. I don't know, but it's, yeah. I'm just Flash. eventually I'll get back to that game. <laughs> I feel bad about it because I really liked it. You were the one. I will, you were the gold. That, that, like they're looking at this podcast. You were like, the Brian. You were the one. Yeah. He, he's the one that will advocate. I was like, nah. He nope. He just got back into Destiny too. Well, all right. Yeah, um, well, I, I will say that like 
I got to a point in the story for um, Horizon that when I jump back into it, I'm going to be good. Like, I, it, there was, like, a break in the overall story where jumping back in will be fine. I can get up to speed without any issues and stuff. So. My wife's my wife's playing it nonstop right now, and she's, like, level 50, and she's in level 15 areas. Oh, so God. Just she is definitely nice. overkill exploring the hell out of this game, and, and she's enjoying it. <laughs> it's just a buggy nightmare for her as she plays it. Um, but I... Mean, I um... If she's interested, I just saw a Twitter post that they added a new feature where you can turn off pickup animations so you can yep. just grab and go without having to deal with that. And I'm excited about that. Like, the fact that they're dropping such minute quality of life improvements that are yeah. a big deal. Um, it, it, it's like developers are listening. Like, I don't need to break my gameplay with every little time I drop down like this. Um, what would I really like? I would love to see them have the option of just turning off Aloy's nabby sensor where it's maybe if I used my stupid maybe if I used my focus I'd know where to go next I gotta imagine that's probably going to be in a future update because I think I've seen that like criticized enough times like alright well we'll see if we can just turn this down a notch for sure yeah alright so somehow that was all Witcher talk <laughs> 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 We're really good at staying on track. Hey, it's Brian. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. This pandemic will not end just because we reached a specific day, but when we truly stop the spread of COVID-19. So please wear a mask and get vaccinated. You can find out where to get vaccinated by visiting vaccines.gov. Thank you and enjoy the show. Fortnite Chapter 3 Season 2. Fortnite. Has a, uh, had a new mode. Uh, the no build gameplay mode, um, right? Which is something that I like. Got really tempted by, but right, yeah. This is this is something that holds people back is the building because it, if right. if you're not like like even back when like I played it a decent amount, I still kind of compared to other, some other people, they just outbuild the shit out of me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The building yeah. was Fortnite. Right. Right. Yeah, when we played it originally, it was like two years beforehand, that's what oh, Fortnite yeah. was. Was just, yeah, I liked, just building. I liked the uh, original version actually quite a bit. Yeah, like the co-op building, let's build a base, let's oh, defend save the, the world. Base. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it yeah. turned into save the world. But that was the original game. There was no... I still you have to try that. And I've been wanting to, but I just never did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the save the world mode was the kind of original game and like Austin said earlier yeah we're gonna make a unicorn that like poops rainbows and ice cream or whatever um, that's literally what they were doing it makes so much sense of where Fortnite went after seeing the playing the original game seeing the behind the scenes of the silly stuff that they were just kind of messing around with in their free time it makes so much sense um but uh yeah brian you were the you were talking about this a little bit more um like like mentioned some stuff about it on the document um yeah what's going on with uh the no build mode is there anything else that, I mean, that's coming with it or is it just like hey here it is the same game just you're not going to be building I, like I don't know too much about it, but I just know that this is a limited time mode that they're going to be doing with this. It's not supposed to be a permanent thing. It's I guess tying into the story, for lack of a better term, I guess for Fortnite. 
I haven't played Fortnite in a long time, but well, um, with with removing they guess, building, they added a lot of new mechanics. Right, is the big switch off. Yep. Yeah, there. I guess this is. I would assume this is most likely for more competitive play. So maybe they're like, okay, let's just make sure that nothing is like insanely broken that we know of. Right, and, like, and I, th- I. They're probably trying to gear up to launch like a, you know. A more world, permanent no build a, a mode. world tournament or like yeah you know, some kind of something that's like worlds for dota or whatever the league of legends thing is called right which i'd be all for uh i yeah. i i would be that's down for is. like a zero build mode yeah. um to be more permanent and stuff like that and i think this is just them testing the waters with it see what not just like mechanically how it's run but like what how their audience handles it like whether they're all for it or not mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Still gonna still brought him to that. Oh, were you saying? Ian? I was gonna say still gonna ride into battle on that bus stallion though. <laughs> speaking, speaking of bus speaking of bus stallions, yeah. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland came out. We have a lot going on with that. It's, uh, uh, this was the what, whole plan was to talk a bit more about Wonderlands. Take take a break from our. Uh, uh, like like our standard show and and talk with uh, someone qualified to talk about Wonderlands. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is is does that say Claw and Order yes. on the screen? Yes. I love oh puns God. so much. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> that it, it's uh, that one is. Uh, so, it's so obvious that did I, did I tell you my favorite Elden Ring thing that I discovered when I played it was Uh-oh. the pot summons that are called Soul Jars of Fortune. Oh, That's awesome. I that love awesome. puns. Okay. So oh, I, I, I got there. I got there in the end. <laughs> I'm trying my best to not drop money on Wonderlands, and I'm immediately wanting to more because of this. Oh, the the puns. <laughs> this one's like an obvious one. Like when I saw it, I was just like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> like, but they have so many ones, like so many that are in there that I'm just like, wait, oh, oh, goddamn, this is a whole Smurf area, isn't it? <laughs> like, there's Smurfs <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Ian and I got a chance to play uh, a bit together yesterday. Um, uh, we did have that after little... a bit of a to do. Yeah, yeah. What, what what was going on? It just. It, I invited you when we were in game and it just worked. Like, do we have, do yeah. you have any idea of what went so, down? So I I ended up looking up a video of someone who's like a three minute video of someone being like, here's how I played multiplayer, uh here I joined online games on PlayStation. And it was literally just after making a character, quit the game, come back, and then do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which cool. which you did, but I never did, because I wanted to be like the anchor of like, okay, I'm gonna stay here you leave and come back see if that works and we never tried the inverse and then the first time we tried the inverse where i quit the game and came back worked perfectly yeah okay i mean it kind of an interesting interesting thing that like what why did why did we have to do that but usually yeah when you run into those troubleshoot things it's just like why did that work i don't know it works now it's fine (laughs) right yeah exactly um but yeah, the game's been a lot of fun. Tons of different um, classes. I think I kept. What did I keep thinking Julia was playing as? You kept thinking she was a stabomancer. Stabomancer, but she was the clawbringer. Clawbringer, yeah. yeah. So I'm just I kept throwing out like stabomancer stuff. 
And she's like, I don't want that. <laughs> like, that, I would just keep picking it up because I was like, I guess I'll take oh, it, but I don't need it. Blue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the game is a lot of what you'd expect set in the, of course, like fantasy world. Um, it's, it's very much a Borderlands game, but it has uh, an overmap, and they're like, we're going to add magic. Um, which, I freaking love it. Overworld. The overworld's really For fun. Like, yeah, it's like a, yeah. like a tabletop, you know? Less yeah. less nice. open world, more overworld. That's my... Exactly. That's my Hell yeah. <laughs> 2024. Yeah, no, it, it is a good <laughs> idea. Like, wow, it, looking back, I, the concept's been there for a very long time with us. Like, looking back to, like, earlier... Like, looking back at older Final Fantasy games. It's exactly what they used to do. You used to wander this kind of overworld, and then you could go into an area and, you know, like, there you go. Instead of traveling for, you know, two hours in real time across this map and dying 16 times. Yeah, um, what yeah. makes it so unique is that it goes from that to a first-person shooter. Like, to, that's, yeah. that's the wild part of it. But it, it works. I mean... You go from this big head mode overworld where you have like Pokemon style random encounters in the tall grass. Yeah. Which you can avoid. Why is my character's head so big? Like, I feel like my character's (laughs) head was much, much larger than your guys's. Yeah, well, you had big hair. So your big hair plus your big head, it was just sort of like you were not standing up straight if you were, that was your real head. (laughs) He's just dragging on the ground behind him. It's a realism. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I like everything that it's uh, that it's doing. Uh, more so with Ian in just in general, um, having uh, bunkers and badasses, um, having some cool things with that going on. Uh, how how is that? You know, how, how is everything going for you? Like you know, post uh, like bunkers and badasses release, and then you know, having this kind of come after it. Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, I really liked the uh, like the launch and everything, and like all the trailers, and then it's like, what are we playing? And then Tina's just like, bunkers and badasses, baby, and you get to see like the logo that's on our game, like the bunkers and badasses logo that like we made for our product is like in the video game. Yeah, it's very surreal, um, but it's been great. Like it's it's been fun to just like play through i actually i played through like the whole game so far i did like a solo run immediately um as a as a spore warden with your little mushroom companion who farts on things and can come heal you which is very important in solo you need someone who can come heal you yeah you need someone who can fart. <laughs> wait you so, need someone, yeah. and someone who can fart <laughs> so weird weird question so are you borderlands canon now or is Borderlands U canon now. Damn. Mm. Good question. So the in-universe creator of Bunkers and Badasses is uh, named Gray uh, Graygax Darnison. Uh-huh. Um, so she created Bunkers and Badasses. She's apparently a uh, an employee of the Atlas Corporation. And so she had actually just like tested this like fun idea that she had with some of her Atlas friends, one of whom was General Knox, whose first name is Alfonso. Uh, you find out. Mm-hmm, 
and they they told her that she should make this into a real game so that's like the in-universe explanation of how bunkers and badasses came to be and then the version of bunkers and badasses that basically everyone is playing is tiny tina's version so in the real world we got tiny tina's copy which is why it has scribbles all over it and she's changed a bunch of stuff um but even in the tiny tina's wonderlands game this is just her running her own world and running players through it uh so it's like i the stuff that we made for bunkers and badasses is kind of canon in their world but their version of bunkers and badasses is still the like borderlands version of bunkers and badasses and there's definitely some changes they took some liberties to make it a video game we took took some liberties to make it a tabletop game <laughs> makes sense essentially tiny tina is like the lead moderator on the homebrew forums yeah yeah exactly that sounds terrifying <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so uh i i know i know critical role just played the game how did that you know what what were the thoughts with that like outcome leading up to like was it something that you guys discussed a lot or was it just kind of like, no, they plan on doing this. Well, here it is. Um, well, 2K and Wonderlands was really the sponsor of that whole project. Right. And so on our end, we uh, we had the opportunity to like send them copies of the game and send them some like miniatures that a friend of mine, Jason Miller, who runs Muffin Man Miniatures, does mm-hmm. amazing work. Love them. Um, sent them some. I don't know that they ended up using those or if they just like had their own. Because like, I'm sure they're critical role. Like they have their own minis painters. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, we we were sort of approached, and so we we sent them copies of the game, and they gave us the you know a shout out, and they played our game on stream. Like it's insane. Yeah. Like, no, like it, that was it's, your it's that game, game board. That yeah, like that was your game board that Ashley Birch just flips out like in the first yeah. encounter and yeah. stuff like that that was yeah. pretty awesome i uh, didn't make that second map that wasn't us uh <laughs> <laughs> you mean you didn't make the giant tree that with the no. lights <laughs> no but you like you would just assume that ashley birch would be amazing as a bunker master because you know that's kind of the character she plays in wonderlands and you would be correct like she was awesome she did everything correctly again the players were just handing her mayhem like i've never seen uh but she but she was using that mayhem perfectly in the game to just make extra stuff happen well everyone was drinking potions and everything it's great give give us a chance uh we've done i mean we've done uh uh, you know our playstations that you can go and check out i think we were a little hesitant um but you know yeah. we have some cool things that are coming up where i hope that we're a lot less hesitant um so uh you know we'll we'll oh. you guys will probably hear more about that here here soon the next time i'm ever involved in a game there's going to be so much mayhem generated because i'm just going to stop caring <laughs> That's what you have to do. I'm gonna be the shit's going to be exploding chaotic. everywhere. I'm going to be the most chaotic, chaos-riddled bag of chaos ever. Right? <laughs> Big fan. Like, oh, can I roll to do this? I mean, you don't really have to, but I guess. Cool. I'm rolling. Roll. All right. Well, I'm going to roll, but right. I want my my roll to be badass. Uh, so I want to climb the stairs, but I want to do it really cool. Like that time when you were four and you thought you could like do cartwheels up the stairs while wearing mittens. I want to do that. 
<laughs> Still makes sense. I don't see any limitations on why we cannot do that. <laughs> but cool. Is there anything else that you want to shell out about that? Any like experiences or uh, like behind the scenes like lore of things that went down? Um, you know. Uh, well, that was so. The thing that the adventure that Critical Role played was just sort of like a snippet of the Assault on Dragon Keep adventure mm-hmm. that is included in the source book. Um, so any copy of Bunkers of Mattis you get is going to have that full adventure. So if you want to see where that adventure starts and where it goes, like that's the main way to do it. It feels like the uh, like when IGN did the did their video, it was a very abridged version of like what's actually in the book. So if you watched it and you're like, oh, I feel like I just got spoiled on anything, you didn't get spoiled on like all Nothing. but like one percent. Yeah, like you you are right. You, there is still a ton of content in there to to explore. For sure, for sure. You can go grab that over um, at uh, tinytinagames.com. Got the source book, um, which is literally everything you need if you want to be extra like myself and Brian. Uh, you can get the deluxe edition, um, which comes with uh, some miniatures to paint, a nice map, you know, everything that you need to have. Uh, to just open the box, lay everything out, and you can immediately play. Yeah, my box yeah. is still sitting here in this pile of boxes um, under my Elden Ring and under my Scott Pilgrim. Uh, but it is that big <laughs> pile of expensive things I bought that I really wanted that I'm probably not going to be able to have time to use. Maybe <laughs> I, one day. Oh no! I flew up <laughs> when I flew up for the holidays um, back to my mom's place and New Year's Eve. This is uh, what my friends and I did from high school. Was uh, I brought this over to their house and we spent six hours playing it until like two o'clock in the morning. This nice, amazing, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. All right, uh, back on track with uh, the the weekly news. Um, so, Brian, <laughs> oh god, let's talk about uh, uh, this. Um, what did they call it? GTA Plus subscription. Yeah, they yeah, that's what it's um, going to be called. It's a it's a subscription service that gives you like five hundred thousand dollars like on monthly basis in your Maze Bank account. Uh, it oh, gives you not in real life. Not in real life. Yeah, in, not in, in real Theft, life. In Grand Theft Auto Online. Boy, I would I would pay six dollars yeah. a month to get five hundred thousand a month every month. I'm not I great at math, right? but that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a good deal. Is there, is, is there a free? You would think that with the like, money. It's <laughs> a free trial. Yeah, I want like a. I'll, I'll take a free trial for like half that if I cancel within the first. Seven yeah, exactly. Days. Like, I got extra but, email addresses. <laughs> There's a bunch of other stuff that's coming in here, like two times car meet reputation bonus, a three times GTA money and uh, reputation point bonus for like race series. Just a bunch of different stuff here to. I guess boost you in GTA online, but honestly, I what is the price point for this thing? Just I don't think I six dollars a month. Yeah. So this is the kind of thing that like if you're really into GTA online and you didn't get royally fucked over with the next gen uh, upgrades or anything like that, and this might be something you might want to consider or something like that. I personally have a vendetta now, I guess, which is. Kind of funny, given that a year ago, like I absolutely loved GTA Online, but I still. What, what, what was your What was your vendetta again? I, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what made you upset about it. Is it because you, oh, you want to play with? 
It's because you want to play with poor people, I remember. <laughs> I, I know. Forgive me Disgusting. for wanting to play a multiplayer game with other people. God with, forbid. No, no, with, with poor people. <laughs> they just need PS5s and Series Xs. It's problem solved. <laughs> get, get oh, right. Friends. Yeah, even I know what this was. Yeah, I remember now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, just get better friends. Come on. You can't, sit, you can't sit with them at the lunch table your entire life. Well, I mean, oh. you can if you have extreme <laughs> social anxiety like I do, but... Alright. Yeah, I, mean, I just... That's it, all there is, really, to it this. It's weird. just basically... Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, the whole thing of, like, when I saw it, I was like... When I saw it, and I saw it, it had said GTA Plus and had the, like, Los Santos person walking through a VIP door... I was like, oh, they're just doing more, like, ridiculous GTA online shit. And I passed it. Yeah. I probably passed articles about it three or four times. And I was just like, I, you know, I don't care about, like, Los Santos Customs or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they always are having, like, right. oh, this thing's coming to GTA Online. Like, they're doing it a couple so, times a week, it feels like. And this just felt like the, another Maybe if things. you're running one of those roleplay servers or something, I don't know. So I, the thing is, like, I, I get it. I, I get this membership being a thing. They're going to make yeah. tons of money on it because when I was still working at the old stop, I sold a ton of shark cards. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. still selling a ton of shark cards. Well, and it's I was safe selling to say a that... ton of currency so people could buy the shark cards because I couldn't sell them the shark cards because they weren't 17. Like, right. Their money well, is getting poured into it left and right. Locking people into a subscription to to keep that revenue generating is a smart move. Yeah, and it, I would almost go as far as to say like GTA Five being like one of the best selling games. I think a lot of that comes from the fact that they they bundled the shark cards with the base GTA Five game, and then they would put that on sale frequently. To I would almost go as far as to say like. Um, GTA 5's sale numbers are kind of probably artificially boosted by the fact of how they bundled the shark cards and then they would put that on sale to give, then give like the GTA 5 um, copy sold number boost that they were probably trying to like sell off to investors. I don't know. I mean, yeah. That's my tinfoil hat theory. Yeah. I mean, I sold a ton of new copies of the game because it came with it more than I sold pre-owned copies because price-wise, it was just a better value. So that right. was the only big difference there. Either way, the game was still selling. It's just that it wasn't selling on the on the um, second-hand market as well because um, once they put that value in there of you getting that extra cash, I, I that's the one I just preemptively handed to people. I was like, yeah, here. You're probably selling that to people who already own GTA 5 and they were just doing it just to get the shark cards because it was like a better deal that way. No, I mean, I still had a ton of people that were just coming in. No. It was the typical, like, they'll buy the game, then they'll sell the game, then they'll buy the game, then they'll trade the game back in. Like, that cycle that every idiot went through. Um, I mean, I've been there. Um, but it was with GTA and it was like, why are you trading this in? You know you're going to buy it again in two weeks and then they just <laughs> buy it again. Right. Well, I mean, kept you in business. I it guess. was it was brilliant yeah. to keep it was it was, more companies that have any kind of online service should do something like that where they bundle in the extra value on a new copy with something like that that can be used like that, in that way because it's going to crush the secondhand market on it. Like the only time GameStop would sell 
tons of pre-owned GTAs is when there A, weren't any new copies, which they started ordering fewer new copies, or B, when there were crazy good deals on the pre-owned copies, which was rare. For sure. All right, so we haven't talked about Activision Blizzard in a while. Oh my God. What terrible shit's happening with them now? Uh, it, I don't um, think it's. I don't think you needed now at the end of that, um, because it actually never really stopped. <laughs> right. That's true. I believe it's just that another um, lawsuit has been filed for more sexual harassment in their studios. Nice. So it's still just kind of pouring out. Like but more, if more. I remember, right. it was a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. In fact. Um, if we wanted to pull some other stuff up a little bit, um, the the uh, so yeah, there was additional allegations added a significant amount, um, and then it, this has continued to call so much attention that four U.S. senators have sent a letter to the Federal Trade Commission pressuring them to investigate the acquisition deal. Right. Uh, Which let's see who. Oh, you could. I'm sure you could guess uh, three of them: Liz Warren, Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, and Sheldon Whitehouse. Um. So, part of the uh, complaint is actually that Bobby Kotick is going to get such a big payout. Right. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, but the thing with thing. But yeah. the thing with this is, is that Bobby Kotick has been able to corner himself in a way that no matter what happens he's going to have an insane payout. So well, if the deal falls out, they, Microsoft still will own several billion to Activision Blizzard because the deal had fallen out. And if Bobby Kotick is terminated for, like we saw the list, like for any list of reasons, he's still going to receive X number of payout that is going to be more than any of us will probably make in our lifetimes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So yeah. it's... I, I'm I'm kind of there's a part of me that kind of wonders like if they understand the these senators understand like the minutia of like what really is the root of the problem here and it's not so much the issue is the acquisition but more so just the the way that Activision and Activision Blizzard has set up their policies in regards to their executives and stuff which honestly is probably a more endemic issue regarding uh, chief executive officers with companies overall because I guarantee that Activision Blizzard isn't uh, isn't uh, happening in a void that this is happening at pretty much almost every major company there is it just so happens that Activision Blizzard is in the limelight because of the attention they get from being uh, an entertainment company I, I feel bad because I know that I saw another article over the past week or so, and I, I completely forgot to like save it and forward it off. Um, but I, I think it was about how some of these other studios during acquisitions like this, especially when the parent company, like the new parent company, tries to take a more hands-off approach, actually hinders the people working for some of those smaller studios and some of those teams under yeah. that parent company. Because mm -hmm. then they have even higher up the ladder they have to really climb to get anything addressed and issued when there are problems. Um, are you I, thinking of, um, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, uh, the one studio underneath, the the self-proclaimed quadruple A studio that was supposed to be making, um, I forget what the game was, uh, 
but essentially, oh, that was partnered up with, um, um, wow, I'm really struggling here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> Someone I don't help know. me. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't even know. I just know that like I've read an article super recently, and it was something along the lines of how some of those employees felt during the big acquisitions like this. Like, yeah, there are some definite pros to it, but there are some huge cons. And one of the biggest cons is that if things aren't, if you are in like a bad work environment, if things aren't going in a good way, you now have even higher up that ladder. You have to be able to, to fight and struggle to get your voice heard. Because especially when the parent company tries to take that hands-off approach to let the other pace just do what they need to do, then they're not engaged. They're not engaged enough to be able to get in there and, and see and witness and help prevent any kind of problems like that from happening because they're in right. the hole. Hey, we paid for you. Just keep doing what you do. We're, we don't care. Um, and they're there to reap the benefit of the paycheck at the end of the year, but not to actually help with the employees and stuff as they go through. The studio behind the Perfect Dark game that's being developed right now, that's what I was trying to think of. That yeah. with their partnership with Crystal Dynamics and the fact that like there was this mass exodus of developers from the, stu from the Microsoft-owned studio um, because it just seemed like nothing really was no one knew what they what was going on and you had several like top developers that were leaving the studio and so crystal dynamics was being brought in more to try to save that project i believe or something yeah i think we talked about that like a week or two ago right yeah, it would have yeah. been two weeks ago that two we two. talked about that. But that's that's kind of like what you were talking about, Johnny, that you were reminding me of. Like, that seemed like a situation that Microsoft probably should have been a bit more involved with than what they probably were, and that probably wouldn't have occurred the way that it did. Yeah, that's just a small example of it. I know it's happened with other... I, I it's, It has to be happening with other people and other studios. It's, but when it's to the level of a company as big as Microsoft, trying to acquire something as big as... Activision like that's that's massive and it's already riddled with problems and right. it's going to be really hard for them to be able to even fix that they're going to absorb so many problems because they're not going to be able to fix 100% of the stuff as it comes through which means they're going to be responsible for a huge amount of the problems happening because they're buying the problems it's going to be a massive undertaking to try to right that ship yeah, it's, it's going to be really, really bad. And in the end, is it going to be worth the paycheck for them that they'll see on the benefit of those titles and stuff going forward? Or is it going to be a hemorrhage? Is it going to be them cutting off a leg to, to make more money at the end? I'm going to say that it in the end, it probably still will end up um, playing it, you know, building a profit in their favor. Just because even with like the sales of Call of Duty Vanguard being lower than, you know, not meeting expectations and stuff like that, it still was the highest selling game back in like December and everything. So I think the financial end result is that they'll still, you know, it'll still be fine. It's just, I hope that they can do what everything that is necessary to be able to right the wrongs that's un been going on in Activision Blizzard. It's always really funny looking at sales numbers on a title like that that traditionally always does really well because is are the sales numbers being reported by the fact that every company like GameStop, Walmart, Target, Best Buy bought millions of copies to line their shelves? Or is right. it because people are actually buying the copies of the game? Because once the store has it, the game's already sold. 
and they're not going to ship that back. Right. Didn't they? Uh, didn't they post something recently about like the fact that the Call of Duty game makes like five million dollars a day or something? I would just not be like one off of the microtransactions or something. Yeah, yeah, and it was even so much as like they went on to compare the settlement. It was like I think it was like eighteen million or something for the the first lawsuit that was settled with Activision Blizzard, and it was like literally just three days worth of revenue from Call of Duty is what they settled it for. I think someone Honestly, else had like point zero 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 two four something percent of what Microsoft just acquired them for. Yeah, I wish I can believe I, that. I wish that in legal scenarios like that that instead of it being like a lump sum settlement that it would that there would be residuals like if you suffered shittily enough due to this work environment you should be getting paid forever for the hell that you went through because they're still profiting off of the misery that you went through yeah right cuz you like never the- it's never going to be better right like yeah. you're never you can you know uh you can get incrementally better, but it's never going to be like, oh, I'm fixed now, right? That's not, yeah, how, it's like not the, how any of that works. It's like the people that used to work for Facebook that have to monitor the the censorship stuff, like the, yep. the harmful content and everything, that literally leave their jobs due to PTSD, and they, they, they're never better. But once they leave their job, they can't really, they don't get medical coverage, they, they can't go to therapy to talk about these things. They are forever changed as a person because of the work they did. Um, and now they have nothing to show for it except being, unfortunately, more miserable in their daily lives. Um, yeah, but, I mean, does money fix anything? No, money's not going to fix everything. But if you went through hell at a job and then they're still profiting on the work that you did for a decade to come, you right. should also be profiting on the work that you did for a decade to come. Right, and a lot of these situations... A lot of these situations, it's more of a reason to like it's it's to punish the company right yeah where this happened yeah. it's but it's like it's a uh, it's to uh, just say hey don't do this again and i don't think an 18 million dollar settlement is telling them hey don't do this again it's telling yeah, them like that- oh we remade this in three days we, we're gonna you know use some of that money to make new policies but it's not an amount that's like more than a slap on the wrist and they can continually get slap on the wrist like every three days for the rest of the time that they exist as a company at that point it's like it's just the cost of doing business at that point yeah it's the it's the same idea of like when the only punishment for a crime is a fine then the only people that the crime that the law is there for are the poor right like if 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 you have to pay, you know, a hundred dollars a day for a parking ticket to park in front of an office building because you work there and you're the CEO and you choose to do that instead of walking three blocks to get to a parking garage, you can afford to do that. So that crime doesn't impact you. It makes no difference. It's not even really a crime at that point. For sure. All right. Have we all had enough? Uh... Uh, Activision Blizzard talk. <laughs> now I, uh, we can put the positive on there. There is at least one little right. good thing. Okay. Um, if you look at the silver lining in the whole company keeping their hands off, Microsoft has at least said that they will not stand in the way if an Activision Blizzard, uh, if Activision Blizzard recognize the the Raven Software Union. So as far as the keeping your hands off to not help your employees, I guess it's 
Hmm. You can also keep your hands up to not hurt your employees. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is like, is that a? I guess it's a good thing. Uh, it's it's a neutral thing. It's a neutral. Yeah. Will will it spread though? I hope. uh, Yeah, like a Raven software having a union and that being recognized by both companies. Does that like set a precedent to be like, okay, well, what if Activision Blizzard employees like try and start a union? What if Microsoft as a whole start a union? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I I think there's that's what we saw with uh, Starbucks for sure. There was you know years and years and years, and then one Starbucks union was successful and then now there's like 20 unionized stores right? we have a, so this the first weekend, amazon yeah let's say this past week we got the first amazon one and that's huge and that and that is going to trigger possibly two other ones to successfully do it as mm-hmm. well so it's like it, it's right. definitely um you know there's the opportunity there at least for a breakthrough um, it's this it's small steps to help build a momentum right, towards it right. So yeah, a neutral stance actually is extremely. That's the best you can hope for from a from a uh, corporation. Yeah, from a multi-billion-dollar corporation, uh, best you get is neutrality. Yeah. So, um, moving on from that, this is kind of an interesting one. Uh, nine years after release on PC, there was a series <laughs> of what was it, sixteen updates that have been trickled in for Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, that's. Timely. Suspicious. Thank God they finally fixed the uh, (laughs) wall clipping bug or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, I assume that this is just like, I don't know. They're gearing up for a next gen version or something, probably. That's what I would assume. Yeah. Oh yeah, it even says uh, or just something to get it into port so it can go on Steam Deck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like really minor fixes, but there's they're like rolling in in multiple waves, so it's been really odd. And like people that are kind of tracking that are like. You know, it, it seems like it's to, yeah, maybe just make it easier for Steam Deck to stream or whatever. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, so the, it's fine. The, the only Bioshock game I've ever beaten. <laughs> nice. Two is uh, it's, two is an underrated. It's one hit. to beat. I, I, I liked I liked uh, Infinite a whole lot. Yeah, I haven't cool. I haven't beat any of them personally. Oh, it's probably smart. I, I really enjoyed Infinite. Infinite. I have them all. The wife loves them. I just haven't touched them. Leaving the mystery, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Johnny, you said this you were playing... Funny. Yeah, you said you were playing Minecraft, right? Oh, God. This is ridiculous. So, yeah, my son's <laughs> been playing a lot of Minecraft lately. He's, he's going to be five this year, and he's finally getting into video games after watching tons of YouTube videos and stuff about it, and that's... I understand how that happens now. I know why dumb YouTubers are popular now. I completely get it. It's because parents don't have energy. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's your iPad, dude. I have a That's headache. Correct. Do what you got to do. Oh, what yep. is this? You're watching <laughs> SCP Foundation videos? This is terrifying. That's cool. Um, but he's been playing a lot of Minecraft lately, which has gotten my phone to listen to me. Um so now I'm getting more Minecraft-related um, articles popping up in my newsfeed. Um, a big one was that, like, about a week or so ago, the Xbox Series versions of Minecraft got ray tracing, just, like, out of nowhere. So cool. And it looked gorgeous. Um, there were a ton of videos said... about it. And then apparently Microsoft was like, oh, man, that um, we weren't... Mm, mm. Whoops. I forget you saw that. Whoops. Yeah, they're like, whoops, <laughs> Whoopsie. You, you, weren't, you weren't supposed to have seen that. That was actually part of a dev build that accidentally went public instead. 
Um, please, that please stop looking at all our rays. Everybody look away. Look away. Yeah. Stop rays, looking at the rays. They're not for you. Avert your eyes. Like, <laughs> the rays, they're tracing. Now, I will say of all things, like the game, if you want to show somebody the difference between ray tracing and not ray tracing, Minecraft oh, yeah. is so good for that. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. holy shit is that beautiful. Well, a big thing too is that because Minecraft doesn't have so much going on visually, it's easier to see the difference in these big changes, right? Oh yeah, right. it's so good. Like everything just looked so like perfect. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, this looks gorgeous. Um, it made me wish I was actually about to hook up the Xbox in the living room for a minute to try to get him to play it on that instead, so I could see how pretty it was. And then mm -hmm. they, uh, they 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 pulled it. Um, <laughs> They decided, like, oh, crap, this wasn't supposed to be out there. You know, after a thousand YouTube videos got put up about, oh, my God, ray tracing just dropped yeah, on I Minecraft. Made, I made a bunch of, uh, when I got my new gaming computer, the, one of the first things I did was uh, make it so that Minecraft would just tax the fuck out of it. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, in Minecraft, now make it so Minecraft makes the fans go, brr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your your computer is floating because of the fans going so hard at this point. It's just levitating because it's preparing of preparing for takeoff. Things, yeah, for real. Like your fucking your PC has like thrusters on the back, and like it's it's got like nitrogen cooling, and it's and awesome. it's just got fog coming out of it. Yo, dude, what do you play on that? Minecraft. <laughs> you know, like Minecraft, Excel. Like it was just it was gorgeous, but like. At the same time, I was like, "Oh man, that's really cool! I'm so glad to see that on Xbox. I'm, I, I can awesome. I can finally say, like, dude, this looks dope. Like, how pretty my Xbox is. And uh, yeah, never mind, because apparently we weren't sorry. We to. accidentally made this game better. <laughs> we both yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. And like, the thing is, if you go through the menus and stuff, look at some of the that's videos. Awesome. It wasn't like it was an instant like zero to fifty, like boom, tax the hell right. out of your console. It was how many blocks deep do you want the ray tracing to be in effect? Right." Like, you could set your safety bubble of how far out you want it to handle it to see if it affects your game. And I was like, that's that's, awesome. that's wild that, like, it was so well thought out, but then it was like, oh, shit, you weren't supposed to see that. And I'm going to die if they finally do drop it for full release, and it is a just so much worse. <laughs> like, there's not going to be a toggle. It's either going to be on or off. It's not going to be like, you can go six blocks away and have it happen versus, you know, two blocks away crazy so, there, there's, so they, they just did this on accident like, yeah <laughs> like how do you accidentally how? do that it's not accidental no, I mean, like, I, mean what, like, <laughs> I don't know it's probably like they're, they're we're planning on announcing this in like a big patch or something and that just accidentally squeaked out so now they're trying to pull it back right well at that point you might as well just go well you know yeah. just give it's it to like them. I mean, cats out of the bag Disney plus Disney Plus accidentally censored the Falcon and Winter Soldier like five months after oh, yeah, its release. <laughs> yeah, I don't and they're like, no, 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 this was this was on this wasn't on purpose. Whoopsie, well, never mind. You didn't see this. That that didn't happen. All right. Yeah, very odd. Um, speaking of very odd, final story is really weird too. Um, oh RG yeah, if you've is, been. Oh, go for so, it. I mean. Yeah, the, the like the DMCA system on YouTube is like it, it's been talked about how it's so easy to abuse and everything for like a thousand years. So this is not anything new, as far as that goes. But um, Bungie is criticizing the YouTube DMCA system in a lawsuit to seek compensation from Takedown Instigator. Uh, basically, um, based on a report by Ars Technica, Bungie is facing an issue where unauthorized individuals are acting as officials of Bungie and are getting content and. Uh, 
streams of Destiny 2 YouTubers damaged. These copyright strikes are affecting um, the entire you know YouTubers channel, making it easier for their uh, channel to be potentially shut down, or you know, that could be an income stream for them. That could be their main income source potentially. Yeah. So right. Um, it's pretty, pretty. It's having a pretty large effect, right? And it's like, well, this was wild to watch happen in like real time over the last couple of weeks because like it, at first it was rumble like a bunch of Destiny Two videos got taken down. Oh and yeah, Destiny some videos, yeah, um, and then yeah. some of Bungie's own videos got taken down. So I'm like, right. wait, what's going on here? And so it's like this DMC targeting of like things like soundtracks and stuff. And then it turns out like these fraudulent claimers had set up accounts that were near like identical sounding, kind of like your spam email kind of situations mm-hmm. of claiming, uh, you know, DMC, you know, DMCA take or whatever it is. Uh, making these claims on all these YouTube accounts, including Bungie's own account. Yeah. And so now Bungie's going after YouTube because of these DMCA holes. DMCA holes. That's smart. That's funny. Smart. Yeah, so, I mean, it, the, the process has always had problems. Like, a big thing is, um, you know, due to the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, basically, uh, there are massive carve-outs. So like if it's if something is parody, um, then it, you're completely free to use original source material. Um, if you are doing commentary on it, you're basically as long as you are um, I, I don't know what the exact quote is, but it's basically like changing the fundamental. Like if if the reason that people are looking at something is because of your commentary and not because they're trying to see something that they can't see otherwise. Right. Which I mean is basically like impossible to lose that argument in my opinion so it's a pretty strong argument right that how like time, how many times have we had to fight that argument <laughs> yeah i don't know but it's like <laughs> it, it is like it is a, extremely under debate but i don't think it's ever had like a significant loss in court or anything yeah but, I, um, I know they are kind of like wild when it comes to like takedowns due to this like well the, the youtube defaults to agree with the content creator right, right. so like Anytime people bring up complaints, that's like, yo, yeah, obviously, if you look at this, this is me reacting to a song or whatever. So, like, you know, like, basically, I'm completely within my rights to do this. Like, YouTube will typically agree, I guess. Like, they will typically find that you're right and that you did have the, you know, full rights to do what you were doing. And they'll um, restore stuff. But, yeah, if this is your income stream, if you lose your first couple days, you're basically fucked. Right, and it you know if it's if it's the main way that you uh, you know it, your entire channel can be permanently banned if you get enough strikes and like the strikes are completely arbitrary, the strikes may or may not immediately come off. They might like kind of linger for a while, even if you were found to be right, which is just stupid. Um, I mean, imagine you know you go to court for uh, you know doing some kind of petty crime like a petty theft or something and it's like okay we find you innocent there was no evidence that you did this but you're still under house arrest for a couple weeks because you know somebody suspected you of doing something so you must be up to something suspicious and it's like it's just totally ridiculous i think the biggest thing about this is that you know um bungie has to really get involved with it because it it's a bad look it's it's a bad look when someone who is a random third-party person normally would make you know like you said it's an income stream it's it's 
how they do a lot of their stuff and then for their content to get taken down by default when you get that report you're going to think it actually is Bungie and it's them actually right. doing right. it so you're like oh fuck these guys I'm never going to deal with them again it's really bad PR Yeah. so they have to jump in and be like no that wasn't us that wasn't us it wasn't us then who the fuck was it that was um, Mr. Snrub like, right. and why would that be allowed to occur and it, yeah that like not only has YouTube always had really weird policies around this that are just totally full of holes um that, that as we see this is not even somebody that should be able to do a dmca strike so it's not just like the core concept of the system is flawed which it is but then also underneath that it's also not even working properly like there are just huge security holes in it i mean imagine they could potentially the the actual bungee channel right the official bungee um youtube channel could potentially be banned for illegally streaming destiny content like, like how is that possible you know what i mean like yeah. that could potentially happen and when they do the permanent ban on your account they just delete it and it's you can't recover it right like it's put into like permanent timeout so that could that could be something that could happen we could see the official destiny youtube page be destroyed because they were streaming destiny content yeah and as far as like suing for damages like suing like for a financial number does Bungie need that? Not really. No, they're kind of trying to fight for the creators. Yeah, right. well, they're also kind of like... It's a punishment. If it wasn't a, like, yo, you, YouTube, you need to pay this out, then, it, then like, why would they even try to fix it? Like, if they're, right. at, if right. they're at risk of losing financially like that, they're going to dump money into fixing the problem. Um, it, it's like, when there's no actual punishment for you yelling at somebody and then being in trouble... Like bro, yeah. putting you in timeout in the corner doesn't do, doesn't do anything. Like right. we're gonna, you're gonna pay us. Yep. So, good luck to them. Keep it up. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. YouTube needs to completely reassess the whole thing. They need to they need to make it a lot more challenging. They've, I mean, a lot of, um, I mean, Twitch does something similar. You know, where it's like they're they're really overly defensive because they're afraid that. Um, they'll be punished for you know other people being um yeah various, it, it is kind of like a like damned if you do damned if you don't kind of situation for their end yeah like for us yeah. we had one that we fought for it was like over a year where we had wrote an article and with the article posted the public trailer for the last of us part two right and then it was Sony just flagged yeah yeah. And I'm like, how? How? For what? I'm showing your this ad. This is literally. For free, please bro. buy this. This is going to be awesome. Our friends yeah. are making it. <laughs> like, yeah. I yeah. I'm literally showing an ad. I'm literally giving you free advertising. It wasn't even like I took the like, video. I shared right. their thing, and then we wrote an article. Right. So I, I don't even. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, the the it's super complicated. Um, I, I it's easy to imagine that the the whole. I don't know, like, think about Nintendo. How Nintendo's, like, so litigious and so violent with the, you know, the takedowns, and they're so strict on it. They don't want you streaming anything. They don't want you showing anything. Um, other Japanese studios are like that. So it is, like, a, a legal gray area in a lot of ways. But um, when you do have pretty much cut-and-dry stuff like this, like, Bungie has explicitly said, like, we want people to share our content. That That is our goal. Like, it's not just that we think it's cool or whatever. Like, they're explicitly asking people to do it. Right, because it, the the community is how the entire game lives. So right. they they want to 
take the personal loss i don't even consider it a loss but you know the idea that it could be a loss they're willing to take that loss of ownership sort of of the ip or a complete control of the ip and give it to the fan base because that's where they make their money right that's where they get their support so it, it completely makes sense um so yeah, yeah. It's, it's very odd so I guess we'll see if anything comes of that. I assume nothing will kind of come of this. It'll just kind of yeah. Be like there'll they'll be up. like a very minor policy change somewhere that we never hear about, and boom, problem solved. Yeah, pretty know, much. Most likely, they'll they'll put the dislike counter back on, and then we'll all forget. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> love that idea. Good stuff. All right, but that is the show. Um, yeah, you guys have anything else? Anything else you want to shout out before we wrap up today? think hmm. um play Elden ring no go play yeah. the power chord demo then come tell <laughs> me about both. it you can do both power chord how about a quick bean battles shout out oh bean hell battles. yeah we haven't done bean battles in a little bit <laughs> all right so uh, we have uh uh ian with power chord johnny with Elden ring brian with bean battles perfect got it got it all right. Shader Kings uh, 3. Austin with the Microsoft Office Suite, specifically Excel. Yeah, Excel has a great new add-on you guys are going to want to try out. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. New patch just dropped. New if yeah. statements. Yep, new if statement just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's crazy yeah. stuff out there. Um, if you guys, as always, get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares, so come chat with us on the daily as well on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know we go live for Mammoth Games Inc. I am one of your hosts Jay with me this week we have Austin yep find him at FilterCord uh, we have Johnny hey hey at Johnny Ryan and of course Brian you can find me at Major Potty and our illustrious guest Ian Ian where can we find you what uh, what, what do you want to plug here is there anything uh, you know, uh, on Twitter at chaos underscore moss, or uh, you know, just follow Nirvana Games to see what I am up to. Sounds good. All right, guys, have a good one. <laughs>